0: guess who's back back again patrick's back tell a friend da 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 da. can i i can't sing it's it feels so weird right now too without my intro music but i'm just gonna go with it good morning how are you or good evening whenever you may be listening to this podcast episode it's been a while since i put one out may 8th was my last one it is wednesday may 25th, 2022. This is episode 546. I'm titling this one, Your Fire. I might be a little low this morning. It's really early in the morning and I'm trying to be quiet in the house as not to wake anybody. It's 53 degrees. Well, anybody, my wife, it's just me and my wife. It's 53 degrees. Currently feels like 53 high today is going to be 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's been a little chilly. It was, I'll tell you about my trip to Oregon and other things like that. I have a good show for you. I, have, I feel like I have a lot to talk about. I'll try to compress it into some kind of cohesive story if I can. I do have some show notes. So at least I have something to go off from so I'm not just rambling the whole time which I usually do anyways. Stick around. When we come back, we'll dive into the show. Just a quick disclaimer. Limited time offer. No purchase necessary. for valid at participating locations. Void where prohibited. No animals were harmed during the production of this soundboard. Subject to change without notice. Side effects include dry mouth, occasional pig snorter, two, sore stomach, teary eyes, achy jaws, and whatever tingles well. Laughing hard. There we go. We'll be right back. We're sprinkling it all on, bringing us back. All right, here's our quote. The reason why I'm titling this one, Your Fire, is because of this quote. It is from an unknown author. Seems to be lately, my norm is quotes from unknown authors. That's okay. I could say it's from me, since it's an unknown author. Who would know? But (sighs) I'm not like that. Don't put out your fire because someone doesn't understand your flame. Don't put out your fire because someone doesn't understand your flame. Unknown. So true. I mean, when I first started podcasting back in 2017, everybody questioned it. What is it? What are you doing? They would ask me about my radio show, how my radio show is going, and I'm trying to explain to them it's a podcast. And I feel like a lot of what's happening now to podcast is they're making the way towards video as opposed to just audio because of the popularity of Joe Rogan, who does video and anchor right now is the podcast platform that I use. They've been pushing this company. uh, I can't even remember the name of it, that it's an app that you make video that you can turn into a podcast. So your podcast audience listeners can choose to either just listen to your audio or also watch you as you make a podcast. And I've been really putting my heels in the ground of making videos while I podcast because in my mind, that's a YouTuber. A person who does audio and video and that type of creative content person is a YouTuber. Somebody who's just using their voice and their audio without any visual That's a podcaster to me. And so I've been really hesitant about making videos. I did a couple before, but I really didn't enjoy the process. I like coming out and talking to you. That's enjoyable to me. But when a camera's running, something weird happens. It didn't happen when I was making the commercial for Carpe, but I don't know. There's something, people act different around a camera. Something happens. So... All right, I really went off a topic there, but um, let's get back on topic. I had a fantastic time on my trip to Oregon to go see my best friend Corey. Last time I went to Oregon was not a good trip because he was not in a good place. He had just had major surgery. He had almost died. He lost his voice. He couldn't talk. Uh, I flew out there for like maybe three weeks to just be basically be help with his wife and with him and be a caregiver. And uh, it wasn't enjoyable. I, Well, it was enjoyable to be with my friend, but it wasn't like, hey, me and my buddy can go do something. It was constant on edge, wondering if my buddy's going to be okay. And I only did one thing while I was there. They threw the keys to me and said, get out of the house, go see something. So I went to a place called Smith Rock last time i was there but this time oh my gosh i saw so much and did so much in seven days i went there from the 10th to the 17th and um we saw so much we i got a rental car my wife my wife was the one that organized this whole trip it was a birthday present for me so i was very surprised um she had it all planned out. Me flying into Redmond, Oregon, which is only like 25 minutes away from where my buddy lives in Bend, Oregon, which is beautiful, one of the most desirable places to live. And uh, she flew me in and had it all set up for a rental car and everything. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I saw the redwoods, the redwoods were amazing, the trees out there are just so tall not just the redwoods the trees themselves i'm used to big trees around here in upstate in central new york area but they're just so big it's i grew up camping in the adirondack mountains which is about 4 hours away from here or 3 hours away from here roughly and the trees there are real big pines but they're nothing nothing compared to the trees or a redwood to that fact matter, and it was just amazing. We went and saw, uh, drove over a thing called Bridge of the Gods, and um, I, I'm glad I got to see it. See it all, and Bridge of the Gods is brings you over into Washington. So we went from Oregon to Northern California. Then from Northern California, all the way up the coast, and then to Portland, and then to Washington, back to Oregon. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. We'll be right back. It's good to have you back, too. It's good to be back. I miss talking to you. We'll be right back. And we are back. So like I said, this huge drive up the coast and just a beautiful view of the Pacific Ocean it reminded me so much driving along of like that movie The Lost Boys if you're old enough to remember that movie which has became really I see on TikTok like a lot of the young millennials and other people are really grasping that movie and liking it but it reminded me very much of Lost Boys or The Goonies that kind of scenery it was just Gorgeous. I got to see so much and do so much. And my rental car was so sweet. It was almost a $60,000 car. It was a Cadillac xt 400, a 2022. And it had everything, all the buttons, all the bells, all the whistles. And at first it seemed too much for me. You know, I got overwhelmed at first, but, and then I got used to them all. And um, found all of them very desirable features, a lot of safety features. We I put almost, I think, like 1,300 miles on it, like 17 hours of driving. And when I mean driving, it's not straight roads, straight highways. It's mountain pass roads. So there's nothing straight. It's just you're turning this way, turning this way, going up a hill, going down a hill, and going faster going slower and it was just uh tiring but fun and being a rental car i couldn't i didn't put my buddy on the rental i should have and i'm too nervous about letting somebody else drive it because of just because but the thing had a huge huge moonroof it took up the whole roof of the vehicle This XT6 Cadillac is like a uh, little SUV with a V6 in it. And my car is a Nissan Altima 2019, and it has a four cylinder in it, which it's got enough pickup for me. But I haven't driven a V6 in a while, and it had just, uh, it was so nice. All leather, heated seats, heated steering wheel, memory, everything. Uh, The Bluetooth or the phone setup was really nice because for the Apple Play, you didn't have to plug your phone in. It just linked up to the car without plugging it in. Uh, What else did it have? Oh my God. It had a toilet. No, it didn't. That was a joke. (laughs) It had everything but a toilet. And then um, on our trip, when we were heading everywhere, one of the places we ended after driving forever in Northern California was a little town called, or maybe it's bigger, called Crescent City, California. And we got to our Motel 6, and the Motel 6 was from hell. We didn't care. We, didn't, we weren't looking for nothing fancy after being driving that long. But it was the only light that was flickering and flashing like a horror movie was the light right at our room, and it figured. I'm like, really? We get the room with the horror flickery light on the outside? (laughs) and um, But we're standing outside of our Motel 6, and both of us are smokers, and so we're having our cigarette because we don't smoke in the rental and all that stuff. And we got a joint rolled up, and we're smoking a joint because we're in California, and it doesn't really matter, and nobody gives a shit. So we're smoking a joint, and then next thing you know, I'm hearing like, I'm going to do the sound if I can. I hear like a, mm, mm. is that, I don't know if I'm doing it right. And I look at my buddy and all of a sudden I'm like, is that a foghorn?" He's like, I don't know. I don't know how close we are to the water, you know, cause we have been driving and right when we pulled into the motel six, it was starting to get dark. We hear it again, and so we're like, I'm like, I think that's a foghorn. We pull up on Google Maps, and if we took a rock and threw it really hard, we probably would have hit the ocean is how close we were. So in the morning time, we got in our vehicle and just drove right to Crescent City where there was a little sign that said Crescent City. You can get your picture taken in front of it, and, you know, touristy. And then we walked out on to the pacific and it was really chilly but nice it was early in the morning and misty and people had their dogs out running and had dogs have a have the life out in oregon and california and all that when we're when i'm out hiking there was quite a few dogs and not many of them on leashes even though you're supposed to have them on leashes a lot of them are just staying right with their owner and not veering away and it was it was really neat and uh got to see so much i'll tell you more about it in just a minute man i've got a lot to talk about still i'll be right back and we're back so i went to from crescent city we drove all the way up the coast made quite a few stops on the way because like i said we're both smokers and we were taking our time anyways and we had a bunch of weed with us and so we would stop on the way and smoke a bowl. I like smoking a bowl, he likes smoking a joint. So he'd smoke a joint, I'd smoke a bowl, have a couple cigarettes, get back on the road. And um it's fun going he works at a dispensary in Oregon and um it was cool to be able to go into a dispensary and have some of his customers that came in and said, hey, it's good to see you on this side of the counter. And um, his co-worker was a dude from Finland, I believe. And he was a really nice guy and gave me the good hookup and what to get and what to try. I didn't even need to purchase any marijuana when I was in Oregon because my buddy was all set up and ready for me to be there but I wanted to contribute, and plus going into a dispensary's is fun. We don't have those in New York yet, and it's kind of fun. It's just uh, a little potpourri of just about everything. All right, so I'm jumping topic. So we're stopping a lot, having, having a good time and everything like that, and um, we make our way to Portland, and Portland, we're right in town, and as soon as we're driving into Portland, my buddy tells me, now, just so you know, Portland's really pretty tight. There's a lot of traffic, a lot of one-way streets and this and that. Are you all good with that? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll just take my time and, you know, and we'll go. And so we, we pull into Portland. We get into town, and it's just like he wasn't kidding. I'm like, holy cow, there's a lot of people. But I'm noticing a lot of people have, like, soccer you know soccer memorabilia like scarves and this and that and they're all game colors so come to find out the day we pulled in there was a soccer match going on right in Portland and they just built a new stadium that holds like 20,000 people but they have no parking for it so we had a heck of a time finding a parking spot for our hotel and we finally did find a parking spot for our hotel and that's the same spot that he stayed when he would go to Portland for his surgeries, so he was very familiar with the area. And then we wanted to see Voodoo Donuts, the famous Voodoo Donuts which is in Old Town Portland. Come to find out it was only like a mile away from our hotel. We still ended up driving to it in the morning instead of like walking or anything. It would have been like a 24 minute walk and there's it's pretty hilly in Portland. But we sta- the place we stayed in was called the Inn something. But it's it was like so fancy after staying at the Motel 6 from hell. <laughs> it just seemed so nice. I mean, the Motel 6 had nothing in it, just a bar of soap. They didn't even have shampoo or conditioner, just a bar of soap. No coffee maker, none of that. Bare bones, just a place to lay your head we both checked our beds at the Motel 6 to make sure there was no bed bugs. <laughs> but at the inn was so nice. They have a coffee machine in your room. It's really nice. And then you go to the main part of the hotel in the morning time and they have all different coffee out and sweets and treats. And yeah, it was it was nice. So that was that made for a nice day after traveling so much. We ended up um, going to a place called Crater Lake. Crater Lake is so deep. It is the deepest lake in the United States at like 1,946 feet, if memory serves, deep. And it's really blue, but you're up so high in elevation that you can't get down to the lake. You're just kind of looking down, and it's all snow. The snow was over my head. I'm six foot tall, and the snow. In one of the buildings that you go in an observatory where you can go and look down on the Crater Lake, the snow was up to the third floor observatory, and it was in May. So it's like that snow doesn't melt all summer. I think there's certain times it just is there. But it was amazing. Crater Lake, so deep. Pretty neat to see the deepest lake in the United States. Then we took a hike to a place called the Blue Pool. And it was so worth it. It was a long hike. It says it's only like two and a quarter miles. That would be maybe if you were going straight, but it's not a straight hike. It's you're winding in and out, and uh, it goes from like mucky, wet kind of trail to dry, then to lava rock. And then you finally come to where crater or to the blue pool. Those pictures are all up on my Instagram as well. Stick around. We'll be right back. Man, I'm rambling. And I'm back. So like I was saying, the temperature, I, I'm jumping back temperature-wise. I get cold really easy. And when I went to Oregon, it was colder in Oregon than it was in upstate New York in my hometown. And then when I on my flight home, on my way home... It was going to be warmer in Oregon and colder in New York. So the the coldness was following me everywhere. (laughs) And uh, it was brutal. Like when I was at my buddy's house, I, I had to keep my jacket on the whole time because him and his family, they like it cool. And when I was there in the summertime last time, I went to help when he was sick, like I was telling you. They had their AC just pumping the whole time too. And so, Corey, if you're listening, when I come to visit you next time, have a Parker or something ready for me. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I didn't tell you about my lost and found. Lost and found with my marijuana. Uh, The very first day I went there, we went to my buddy's dispensary that he works at to, to go link up. And I got some Girl Scout cookie marijuana that's the strain it's called and um i got like three and a half grams which is like 47 dollars worth of marijuana and it comes in a little container and it's you have to show your id and all this kind of crap and i put it in my pocket and we leave the dispensary I get into the rental car and we get ready to go to a gas station to go get some cigarettes and some supplies to head back to his house. And right as I get out of my rental, I reach into my pocket and it's not there. And I'm like, I said to my buddy, I'm like, Hey, I just lost my smoke. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, I don't know. It fell out of my pocket. I think it had to have fallen out at the dispensary. He's like, look in the car. And I look in the car and I didn't see it in the car. And so he's like, the dispensary is only three minutes away from where we just were. He goes right here in Oregon, the way it is, if you dropped it outside, it's still going to be there. Nobody's going to touch it. Nobody's going to care about it. If anything, if they find it, they'll bring it back into the dispensary. That's the way Oregon is. And um, so we drive back there. We get into the parking lot. We're scouring. We can't find it, and I'm like, "Oh man!" But I was it was not I wasn't really out a lot because being my buddy works there, I got his discount, so I only paid half on flour. So it was I was only out twenty three bucks instead of forty seven or whatever. So I was like, "Oh well." I said to him, "I said I had a feeling one bad thing was going to happen to me on this trip." And that one bad thing happened and somebody needed it more than I did is the way I looked at it. And I was like, no big deal. I'll just get a little bit more. You've got your smoke. No big deal. Days go by. We get ready to go on this road trip that I'm telling you about that it's 17 hours of driving and 13 to 1500 miles worth on this Cadillac. And, uh, it has all these bells and whistles, like I said, but it occurs to me that at some point I got to get gas in this car. In Oregon, they pump gas for you. Oregon and New Jersey are the only two states where you can't pump gas. They have somebody that does it for you, which was really weird for me because I grew up pumping my own gas, but you're not allowed to. So I'm, in my mind, going, okay, I have to figure out where the fuel door is to this car. So when I pull up to the gas station, I don't feel like an idiot and say to the guy, oh, I, I, sorry, I don't know how to open up the fuel door. I don't know where it is. So I'm looking everywhere where I think it's going to be and I can't find it. And I'm looking and I'm looking. I look over in my driver and the driver's seat where you would buckle your seatbelt. So it's on the right-hand side, right in the little, between your seat and the armrest. And all of a sudden, I look down, and I say out loud to my buddy, Girl Scout cookies? With a question mark. (laughs) There was my container of Girl Scout cookie marijuana. It fell off in the car. It was in my other pocket. I thought I had it in my left pocket. It was in my right pocket. And it just fell out. And then I was thankful that I found it as opposed to bringing back the rental car with three and a half grams of weed in it and saying, here's your rental car. And I left you a little something in it for your cleanup guy. Oh, well. So that's my lost and found story. I have more stories. Stick around. We'll be right back. Man, I've got a lot to talk about, right? I didn't even tell you about my trip when I was at Voodoo Donuts, how awesome Voodoo Donuts was. I got a maple bacon bar, and I would not get like a maple donut. It's not my groove. It's not my jam. But there was something about having this rich maple glaze with these two strips of perfectly cooked crispy bacon on top of this donut It was magical. It was so good. And then I got a butter bar, it was called, and it was the same shape as the bacon bar. And then a, just a classic cinnamon sugar regular donut. But they had all kind, they had a blunt donut, like a weed blunt donut that looked like a blunt. They had all kinds of they have, um, security officers standing there waiting for you to walk in and they make sure there's not too many people in the store at a time. And we were standing there. We were next to go in and the security guards just kind of chatting with us a little bit, me and my buddy. And everybody's getting their donuts and then taking pictures of their donuts outside voodoo donuts and trying to get all this stuff. And we watch this girl. She's got a box of voodoo donuts. She just gets it. She's all smile. She's getting ready to take a picture. And next thing you know, the box comes out of her hands and her donuts fall out on the, the ground and the ground in Portland. If you're, if you're from Portland and you're listening, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it, the ground is filthy. You can tell it's a city. You do not want to like, like there's no five second rule there where you're going to pick up your donuts and say, I think I'll still eat them. You're like, okay, there there's these streets are dirty. You can tell like there's rats on them and other things. And uh, everybody in the the line all kinds of gives this oh sound. The girl right in front of us who was getting ready to go in next doesn't even know this girl who just drops her donuts, looks at the security officer and says, can I buy her donuts for her when I go in? She didn't even know her. As my buddy would say, that's so granola. (laughs) And in a good way. In Oregon, there's a lot of like granola-ish where people are this just uh paying it forward and another girl came right up to that girl and said oh no no thank you very much you don't have to buy her her donuts because i'm going to be going in she's my friend i'm going to buy her donuts but wasn't that nice some stranger offering to buy somebody else's donuts that just fell on the floor and voodoo donuts aren't cheap you know you're paying for the ambiance you're paying for the popularity and all that kind of stuff But the donuts itself are really good. They really were worth it. It was worth the three-and-a-half-hour drive from my buddy's house to go get a donut. (laughs) Because that's basically what it was. Three-and-a-half hours to get a donut. We saw other things, though, too. It was cool. From our hotel, we could, um, while the soccer match was going on, when we were out having a cigarette, we could see the Jumbotron screen and watch the match going on. And every time a goal or something would happen, you could hear just this huge c- crowd noise overwhelm the city. And it's just neat. It's a, it's a neat sound. I really liked it. Um, so I have planned to, I talked with my daughter Bethany right before my trip. And what we did was we spoke about autism in adults and She was recently diagnosed with autism and she, we had no idea. And so it's only like 16 to 17 minute talk. And I'm going to be playing that on one of my next podcast episodes, my interview with my daughter, Bethany, and us trying to make sense about autism in adults, some of the stigma, some of the misconceptions on autism all that kind of good stuff we're going to be talking about uh, very shortly. Also on this show, I want to go to the fact site and the history channel like we normally do, even though I'm rambling. I want to do that, and we'll also do Did You Know? So stick around. we got more show to gum. Come. Yeah, can I spit it out? I was going to say go. we got more show to go. Come. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick. We'll be right back. and we are back did i tell you there's a new roadcaster pro 2 coming out i use a roadcaster pro or roadcaster pro right now and i love it but the roadcaster pro 2 it is so sleek and so cool it's smaller than the roadcaster i have right now has more bells and whistles lots of lights and it's fancy looking I want it so bad. There's nothing wrong with my Roadcaster though, but it's one of those human things where all of a sudden you see something shiny and new, and you're like, "I want that." And that's the way I am with the new Roadcaster too. I want it so bad. My Roadcaster has a touchscreen, and the new Roadcaster two is a touchscreen, but with haptic feedback. Those haptics, like you have on your iPhone, so you can feel like it moves when you touch it all right enough about the roadcaster here we are at the facts site i i'm gonna do some facts about chick-fil-a that's because what came up i've never been to a chick-fil-a in my life i've never had one of their chicken sandwiches i've never been to one of their places we did on our trip go to an in N out burger when we were in northern california And In-N-Out is awesome. Their burgers are just like a burger you would have at a picnic or something. They're just really good. All right. This is about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A invented the chicken sandwich. It's not just a marketing gimmick. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, is credited with inventing the chicken sandwich at at the Dwarf Grill in Atlanta, in 1964 when he was given chicken breasts too large to fit in airline meal containers the chicken sandwich came about instead he split breaded them breaded fried them and put them on buns thus the chicken sandwich was born this early version evolved into the sandwich which we know and love today chicken breast coated in be in a breaded mixture of 20 spices served between two buttered buns and topped with two perfectly ripened pickles. It says also their chicken sandwich recipe is closely guarded secret, just like KFC. It says the chain has been using the same recipe for almost 55 years. It's kept in a vault in Atlanta. Same as, like I said, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Chick-fil-A's name has a double meaning. Founder Truett Cathy compared the chicken breasts he used to the sandwiches to the finest cuts of beef, a beef filet. But instead of running with Chick-fil-A, he dropped the E.T. at the end and added the A. Why? The A represents the grade A quality of chicken the restaurant serves. says chicken sandwiches aren't the most popular menu item. Despite having the top-selling chicken sandwich in the United States, their chicken sandwiches aren't the most popular item on their menu. So which item takes the top spot? Their waffle fries. It says they go with everything. The restaurant ch- Crispy Waffle Fries debuted in 1985 and have been going strong ever since. I, I haven't had many waffle fries. they got to be cooked good for me, crispy not so crispy they're going to break a tooth but i don't like soggy french fries um they know how to turn lemon into lemonade it says when life gives you lemons make 7.5 million gallons of lemonade that's what chick-fil-a does as a larger producer of or excuse me as a larger purchaser of sun-kissed lemons worldwide The chain purchases more than 250 million lemons per year and serves 121 million cups of lemonade annually. Lemon, sugar, and water are the only ingredients in their delicious drink. And that's all you need in lemonade. I love making homemade lemonade, and that's all you need. Peanut oil is a key ingredient to their successful chicken sandwich. In addition to buying more lemons than anyone else, Chick-fil-A is also the largest domestic buyer of peanut oil. All locations use it exclusively for frying. With its light, nutty flavor, their breaded chicken breast fillets wouldn't taste the same with any other oil. It's also, also no, <laughs> it's also healthier for you. An important reason the chain uses peanut oil is that it is trans fat free. The secret sauce is not so secret after all. Have you ever snuck leftover packets of their sauce into your purse to enjoy home later? No, because I don't have a purse. But uh, it turns out it's pretty easy easy to recreate the sauce. In 2012, the company revealed that its sauce was three sauces combined honey mustard, barbecue sauce, and ranch. Yeah, I think that's good. That's enough about Chick-fil-A. If you want to know more, you can head on over to the Facts site and learn a little bit more. Just type in Chick-fil-A. We'll be right back. back. Welcome back, my friends to get yourself a beverage of choice i just had a little sip of my coffee excuse me for one minute i had to cough i had to clear my throat okay we are on the history channel this website this day in history may 25th four years after the united states won its independence from england 55 state delegates including george washington james madison and benjamin franklin convey in philadelphia to compose a new u.s constitution on may 25th 1787 dang that was a long time ago all right i'm scrolling along to see what else happened in this day of history obviously there's much more on that article here we go also on this day 21st century wow it's already been two years 2020 george floyd is killed by police officers Igniting historic protests. Wow. That happened already two years ago. Uh, crime: nineteen seventy nine, six year olds, six year old Eaton Pats, boy on milk carton goes missing. I'm old enough to remember when children were missing; they would go on milk cartons. And that was a way to raise awareness of missing children. And he was the first child to go on a milk carton. Uh, Great Britain, 1660. The English, the English Restoration begins. Invention and in science. I don't know why this is considered invention and in science, but in 1994, a Pennsylvania man is buried with his beloved Corvette yeah <laughs> didn't want anybody else to have it here we go art literature and film history 1977 star wars opens in theaters george lucas's blockbuster star wars it's earned <laughs> star wars received seven oscars and earned four million six four four hundred sixty-one million six four 461 million in u.s ticket sales wow good movie 1935 sports babe ruth hits last home run at forbes field in pittsburgh pennsylvania hits his 70 714th home run 714 dang i don't know how babe ruth would do in baseball today he kind of looked a little portly and Whiskey puss and smoke cigars and (laughs) US presidents nineteen sixty one JFK asked Congress to support the space program. Nineteen seventies nineteen seventy five. The grizzly bear is classified as a threatened species. Those are big. Nineteen seventy nine American airline plane crashes in Chicago killing all aboard. Almost 300 people are killed on May 25th, 1979 when an American airline flight crashes and explodes after losing one engine just after takeoff. Speaking of that, coming into Redmond, Oregon, holy cow. When you land in that airport, I've had two hairy landings in my life. I've flown quite a bit. And both of them were flying into Redmond, Oregon. The way the mountains are, the way the valley is, you get the wind. We came in, it felt like sideways. It felt like our plane was going sideways. I kind of was white knuckling it. And it was a rough, rough landing. <laughs> it always is in Redmond, Oregon. If you've ever flown in there, you're shaking your head and going, Yep, you're right, Patrick. All right, let me finish this up. Crime, 1861, President Lincoln suspends the writ of habeas corpus during the Civil War. Crime, 1895, Oscar Wilde is sent to prison for indecency. And then Cold War, 1977, Chinese government removes ban on Shakespeare. Finally, finally, right? I haven't read much Shakespeare. I remember reading some in school, but it's tricky. Shakespeare's tricky. A lot of this thousand does, or well, does, of course, but thouest, those words and stuff. All right, stick around. When we come back. We'll ramble a little bit more and we'll wrap it up. We'll be right back. We're back. All right, before we wrap this up, I wanted to do did you know. Did you know the word dude was first used in the 1800s to mock men who were overly concerned with keeping up with the latest fashions? Basically, dudes were hipsters. Isn't that weird? I've used that word dude so much, and I'm always like, dude. And it's funny how the word dude can be used in so many different ways the way you say it your inflections on the word dude and how people understand it no wonder why the english language is so tricky it's just it's not for me because that's all i've ever known but for a non-english speaker who's learning the language it's tricky and it's confusing a lot of times So I think that wraps it up. I don't know what else I was going to talk about. I talked about my trip to Oregon. I did see a huge slug in the Redwoods. It was one of the biggest slugs I've ever seen. I've got a picture of that up on my Instagram as well. If you want to visit my Instagram, it's Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C, 370. Merrick, 370. I didn't put any of the pictures up on my website my WLOAP.com. That's not up on there. I didn't want to overload it. I've already got so many past episodes on my website. So if you want to see those pictures that I took on my trip to Oregon, just head on over to Instagram and uh, you don't have to follow me if you don't want to. You can just look at the pictures and then just be a little voyeur and then take off. It's okay. (laughs) I don't mind. All um, yeah, I think that's good. It felt really good to come out and talk to you again. I've been meaning to. I had Thursday the 19th, I was going to talk to you guys, and Sunday the 22nd, I was going to talk to you, and finally, here it is Wednesday the 25th, and I finally put an episode out. I was really busy on my trip, and then on my, after I got home, I was really tired, and then two days after being home, I got sick with my cyclic bon- vomiting syndrome. When I first got to Oregon, the first three or four days, I was really sick with like, allergies because the juniper trees. I'm not accustomed to juniper because I'm not from that region, and so I was constantly sneezing and eyes watering and all that kind of stuff um they were right in bloom but yeah it's green here in central new york it's a new day i'm happy to be alive i'm thankful for you thanks for giving me the most valuable gift you could ever give me your time i look forward to having my episode out with my daughter bethany where we talk about autism and autism in adults and autism specifically in women and how it goes undiagnosed so often and yeah do your best to stay curious and not judgmental thank you for your time the most very vari- like i said the most variable gift you could ever give me tell a friend about we live on a planet you can always visit my website wloap.com give me a buzz from there i hope you visit my instagram so you can check out those pictures merrick 370 lots of calls to action on this huh <laughs> Also, one last call to action. If you haven't done it, please, kindly, while you're over at Apple, leave a review. Leave a five-star and then a review. It really helps the algorithm, helps other people find my podcast that didn't know about it, and I'd be much appreciative. All right, my friends, take care. I'll talk to you again real soon. I got to get out of here because I'm rambling. Peace.